This is the EPLOG audio experience. Welcome to Around the World with Rohan Patole. You're listening to EP Log, and uh, I handle the travel part. If you haven't heard me before, well, what can I say? You better start listening to me because I speak a lot of wisdom and a lot of sense. But nevertheless, my my journey, my stories, and my experiences are all about travel and food. So uh, today's uh, going to be no different, and we have a special guest uh, with us, and this is going to be my second guest, and. Um, I always make it a point to get someone who is a little out of the box who has done something which makes them worth listening. <laughs> so today we have this wonderful wonderful gorgeous girl with us and uh, what can I say you know she is going to talk a bit about herself later but let me tell you I want you to visualize this girl traveling across a different country oh, that's that's okay listen to me first okay sun lijiye pehle iske baad judge kijiyega in an auto rickshaw 800 kilometers from south west center north in auto rickshaw khud chala rahi hai khud apna khayal rakh rahi hai in a completely different country well we got someone today so i always see that craziness in every traveler now a lot of people who meet me they want to be travelers but have you one question i want to ask you is have you done something so crazy so weird and i wouldn't call this weird actually this is actually something which makes you unusual which makes you unique which all of us are but today with me is the one and only adwina de souza adwina Okay I I need to know a little bit more about you and of course the listeners also would love to know a little bit about you and then eventually we'll come to your auto rickshaw wali she's our auto rickshaw wali right <laughs> <laughs> so tell us something about yourself so first of all thank you for this lovely introduction no no i i charge you later <laughs> i'll take the money later <laughs> okay so edwina is your regular girl okay she she goes to is she also i feel she goes to office monday to friday and uh, she gets those weekends and those extended weekends where she's only dreaming and planning her next trip i think that's the one thing that's keeping her going where is she going to go next that's how she's surviving her corporate uh, space yeah and she works uh, in the communications field she does uh, corporate communications uh, for a consultancy firm and uh, she loves traveling that's that's pretty much how she is surviving she's traveled to about 18 Indian states and uh, she's in about 11 countries so far. Yeah, she 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 loves India a lot. That's why the 18 Indian states, I'd say. One thing I really admire about you is a lot of people say that we have traveled to so many countries mm-hmm. and we have gone to this continent and that continent and I always keep telling people that traveling excellent. You know, want mm-hmm. you want to travel, you travel, but you need to understand your country before any other place. Mm-hmm. Okay? I've been traveling India for 12, 13 years now. Mm-hmm. and still i haven't completed it and that big and that diverse is our country absolutely i agree actually it's such a diverse country uh, there's so much to explore we've got mountains we've got desert we've got snow we've got uh, meadows we've got beaches such a wonderful coastline no city can be ever explored so here we are talking about a country can mm. we imagine that um so that's where i am also um i get these people who plan these foreign trips um, a lot and then i feel like okay there's time for that pehla apna 
मुझे रिलैक्स करने बैंकॉक जाना वो वाले ट्रिप हाँ एग्जैक्टली बट आई फील की पहले अपना कंट्री तो देख लेते To be why? honest, my favorite city is Amritsar. I've been there twice. No, no. Why? Why? To be honest, it's my favorite city. <laughs> oh, too. lovely. Uh, oh. That, that's a nice coincidence in that case. So I I like Amritsar a lot. Also because you know it's a very holy place. And when I say holy, I mean it in the purest sense. A lot of commercialization is happening around these holy cities. You know, religious uh, cities in India. I would say. And Amritsar is one place where I thought. Uh, you know the people there were very warm the people there you know community service is very very strong over there and they are so humble which um, which is very important considering they've had a very rough background you know in terms of history and stuff uh, with the jallanwala bagh and um, so much of the uh, 19 uh, the operation blue star that happened in amritsar and stuff so they've had such a gruesome history but then they've uh, they've put themselves together and they are out there believing in community service and stuff so that was really something when i went there to amritsar for the first time i really found very uh, appealing it really touched me and uh, i've been there twice i mean i just went there recently as well amritsar is also special because on my 30th birthday i wanted to go out alone so i have a thing on my birthday i you travel solo yeah i travel solo i typically leave the town i don't uh, stay in bombay i go mm-hmm. away for a bit for my birthday and stuff so on my 30th birthday i actually decided ki i'm going to go to amritsar for the first time and it was a very beautiful experience you know it's an it's a very sweet story actually uh, i met this person at the amritsar airport who was also a fellow traveler uh, from bombay and uh, we didn't know each other existed until we bumped into each other at the amritsar airport and then we ended up uh getting along you know it it uh, we instantly connected and i ended up spending the two days i was in amritsar with this person and uh, yeah it sounds weird that i spent my birthday with some stranger in a different town who didn't know me and i didn't know him but uh, yeah it was a nice sweet experience and we both uh, were uh, jamming over lucky ali songs and stuff because that's our thing we both love lucky ali a lot we went to the uh, wagga border and we screamed our lungs out at the beating retreat ceremony we went to the langar and we had our midnight meals uh, and we literally roamed through the streets and alleys of amritsar and it's totally safe i also thought amritsar was one of the most safest cities i have been to as a woman i would say because i travel a lot so Yeah, Amritsar will always be special for all these reasons for me. Amritsar is one of my favorite too. Of course, for food, of course. I was, <laughs> I was just waiting. You would say probably food, but nevertheless. Okay, now that we know that she is a traveler, let me also tell you that um, she is a pass out from King's College, uh, London. So it's not that ki ye yahan pe padi hui hai, ye bahar se aayi hui hai. Ah, but Angrez nahi hai. Aadi Angrez hai. <laughs> but uh, she always wanted to come back to india and when i asked her why india and she said that uh, the whole purpose of going there was just to take a break and just to understand different communities to travel like uk of course and uh, come back travel again <laughs> make some money work in a corporate organization but she came back uh, she has done her ma in english literature yes, if i'm not mistaken yes yes so um, i i was like i said like any regular college student i did my bcom because back then i didn't have any clue what i'm supposed to do no that's we we come from the same generation <laughs> okay don't say that you know so for us 11 12 
and then either become ba or bsc okay now the you know i wouldn't say jinko bilkul bhi interest nahi rehta tha ya fir bahut artist log the wo ba karte the jo sabse hoshiyar the wo bsc karte the jo sabse confused rehte the wo bcom karte the absolutely i agree so bas wahi hal tha i did my bcom and then i was like okay ab kya ya bcom to ho gaya then i was like okay let's go Uh, and explore abroad and stuff so mm-hmm. i went uh, and did my mba from um, uk and mm-hmm. i studied in uh, king's college in london for about uh, 16 months that mm-hmm. was the course i also worked there uh, part time because legally you are allowed to i mean about kahan kaam kiya aapne so college aapka hota tha 3 din hafte mein to i used to work at mcdonalds uh, which gave me enough pocket money to mcdonalds mein kya karte the burger banate the ya counter pe rehte the no so i was at the counter okay. i initially main main pizza hut mein pizza banata tha by the way oh, okay yeah. long back you know school mein pocket money yeah. same wahi wahi hal hai uh, yeah so for the pocket money i was at the counter then i moved to the kitchen i came back to the counter so i pretty much know the whole McDonald's restaurant sort of a thing how things work uh, i also worked at the marylebone cricket club which is the lords cricket ground for anyone who's a cricket enthusiast knows that's the mecca of you know cricket the whole ground there it's where sort of gangli took off his shirt and all if you recollect it's where we won the world cup lady absolutely we also won the world cup tumhe ye dekho ye ye nagnata jo hai inhe yaad hai हमने वर्ल्ड कप जीता है वहां पे यार सौरभ गांगुली को कौन याद रही सौरभ गांगुली को मैं नंगा देखना पसंद नहीं करूंगा ड्यूरिंग द नेट वेस्ट सीरीज हर साल नेट वेस्ट सीरीज होता है वहां पे एंड हमारा डिसिटेशन चल रहा था तो दर नो कॉलेज यूर वर्किंग ऑन योर ओन प्रोजेक्ट योर थीज बेसिकली so i took that opportunity while working on my thesis that i'll also like you know uh, work there and who wanted to lose the opportunity of working at the lords cricket ground correct so yeah i grabbed it lapak liya humne wo opportunity and hmm. uh, that's how it has been uh, i finished my um, course my mba i came hmm. back uh, there was always a plan i really wasn't keen on staying there as such hmm. uh, i wanted to just go you know uh, look around explore the place and might as well be a little independent live by myself hmm. and all that was the whole intention i came okay. back and that's how it's been i've been working here the ma english literature bit was just because i thought let me just you know it was a distance education thing i wanted to hmm. study some more and my sister was doing it so i'd say i was an opportunist because she was doing it and you didn't have to really go back to the classrooms you could hmm. do it by a distance education while i was working so i grabbed that opportunity as well aur aise hi mazak mazak mein abhi do teen degrees ho gaye kitna mazak mazak mein apne aap ko identify kar rahe ho na mazak mazak mein apni tareef khud hi kar rahe hain to chaliye aapne behte ganga mein haath dho liya you you made the most of it okay the one thing we both share in common is of course we are travelers uh, we come from nowhere and we are opportunist yes okay so i think every now, traveler should be an opportunist, opportunist if you correct. have to explore the place correct absolutely yeah. so now that we know that who you are where you came from how many countries you have traveled which hmm. is your favorite city now let's come down to the whole rickshaw journey because <laughs> i'm very excited to tell my uh, my listeners that travel is not just about going taking a, your backpack and traveling that place and coming back home it's about going and creating memories which you did up hmm. 800 km rickshaw chala rahe the इन श्रीलंका राइट तो अब इसके बारे में बात करते हैं कैसे किया क्या प्लान किया 
hmm. want to hmm. go on something else so hmm. if there are any alternatives go ahead and tell hmm. me okay how did the whole sri lanka thing happen okay so uh, again i'm circling back to the little london trip i i came back from london in 2011 and i took this opportunity to explore india uh largely for so many years until 2017 that would be like 6 years i've been just exploring india in and around india but i was really craving to go abroad uh my passport was blank after i came back from london there were no stamps and i thought it was about you know time i go got somewhere outside you know just get a stamp and come back that's the only reason and then i thought okay sri lanka uh, let's see cheap ticket flights flight tickets cheap hai so let's just go there and while researching for kya alag i can do what what different can i do on this trip how do i you know i mean um, backpacking and all i was anyway doing there was nothing exciting i mean uh, there was nothing different i was going to do there which i always look out for you know, i mean the first thing i google about a place is offbeat things to do in xx city offbeat things to do in xx country that's my keyword actually when i go out researching about places for sri lanka when i was uh, looking up pics on instagram i found this foreigner uh, this australian who uh, who wrote about how he traveled around sri lanka in a rickshaw now that really piqued my interest i was like oh i have to do this i've seen these rickshaws in bombay i've traveled in them as a passenger but if you can ride one why not i i have to do this um i've been pretty much familiar with vehicles and stuff like um, it's never been a problem for me i love riding driving everything in between so that's how i i immediately messaged this foreigner this australian i pinged him i said oh you, i'm going to sri lanka in 3 weeks from now uh, tell me how did you do this i would really want to give this a shot and he explained the entire process to me and uh, i started working backwards to create my driving license and make the itinerary reached out do to this company do you need a different driving license in sri lanka so yes uh, an international driving permit a you need that to go to sri lanka and drive or ride because recently i was in norway i rode i drove mm-hmm. the uh, you know with the same license it, okay. it just got to be in english so preferably you need an international driving permit but you need a special three wheeler license oh, okay. that it's so it's not a car or a bike you need a rickshaw license mm-hmm. um and that can be done only in sri lanka so although i got my international driving permit arranged while in bombay from the rto in bombay the the driving license for the three wheeler has to be arranged there mm-hmm. so but the good news is that the the agent or the company whom i uh, reached out to for the rickshaw they can arrange that for you okay. so that's how i i just had to pay about 50 dollars extra and they arranged it for me it worked because i saved time otherwise i would have wasted an entire day to be physically present and walk into the the rto local office in okay. sri lanka So that was one thing. So this guy he also gave me the contact person of the website where you can rent this and all that. And uh, that's how it started and eventually then I landed up in Sri Lanka and I didn't waste any time. I went I directly went to this company in Mount Lavinia. So you land in Negombo Bandar Naik airport you go to Mount Lavinia. I picked up my rickshaw. They gave me like a 30 minute crash course to ride the rickshaw and stuff so they gave me your uh, insurance and stuff so you don't fall into trouble so it's a brand new it's not like a brand new rickshaw but they have a policy that the rickshaw has to be five uh, 
years or under it can't be an old rickshaw and stuff correct the good is, news uh, uh, those you talking about those rickshaw jo hath se wo start karte hain hand pull and self yes so you dono hand pull and dono hota hai so hamesha se karna chahta tha hand pull so so for sri lankans here's an interesting thing just like how we own cars here mm-hmm. Sri Lankans own rickshaws. It's like a, it's like a car for them. It's a very uh, every second house in Sri Lanka will have a rickshaw. Either they are using it for their own, uh, you know, commute for their own farming or for their own transportation of goods, etc., etc. So also the advantage is in case there's some uh, mess up with your rickshaw engine, you're not going to be stranded because anyone there knows how to even fix your rickshaw. Oh, so perfect. so that's it, it's a very regular everyday thing for them the auto rickshaw okay which is great and also because so many people have rickshaws uh this company whom i reached out to they are working with the locals to make sure you know you take give them the rickshaws they're like the marketing agents so uh they will give you the rickshaw to the to the guest who's going to ride it and stuff so even the locals are making money it's like a community driven initiative and the best part is the person whom i reached out to he is not even a sri lankan so so he's some uh, he's a european i can't recollect which country but yeah he's a european who has settled in sri lanka and he's driving this initiative working locally with the sri lankans to help them as well while also having a sustainable business for himself so yeah that's how the whole thing worked and i started my journey um uh, from mount lavinia then i did the entire coast so that would be your hikadua your gol mirisa where i went whale watching then i went to the hill country ella candy and stuff so every every place i went i generally stayed there for a day or two so let's say i drove day 1 uh for 300 kilometers then i stopped i chill i was looking around the place the next day again every alternate day i did rode. you had time after driving for 300 kilometers did you had time and energy to go and see the place so actually um it can get a bit tiring i would say uh the whole rickshaw bit because uh, sorry to cut you in between but mm-hmm. you said you you traveled 800 kilometers and yes. how many days did you cover this 800 kilometers uh within 8 days actually so some days i like i said some days i never traveled at all but some days i went for straight 150 200 kilometers okay. so i mapped out an itinerary in such a way that uh, you know i i didn't really go divert and stuff so i was on that same route but i had you know everything was planned ki here i'm going to do 200 kilometers today i'm going to chill i'm just going to explore the place that's it i won't even touch the rickshaw and that's how it worked for me you were alone i, I was with my sister actually uh but she she didn't ride uh she has a driving license but uh, she she is more of a chauffeur driver sort of a girl <laughs> yeah so i was the person who was riding the rickshaw while uh, she was the navigator let's put it that way she was okay. the co-pilot who guided was me she with you maps. throughout the journey no so it was a 16 day trip and my sister was with me for 7 days so let's say from mount lavinia to hikadua gol so when we talking about hikadua and gol mm-hmm. uh, if you can just uh, you know because there are a lot of people who would probably wouldn't know mm-hmm. so if you can mm-hmm. tell me where exactly is this in the map okay so on the southwest coast when you come in you have a negombo a colombo which is mm-hmm. the capital then you come further down south on the coast you have your hikadua bentota 
Kaul, Mirisa. This is a very touristy route. Very you know, touristy very, route. It's been explored, done and dusted. Absolutely. Now. So the the moment you have uh, tourists who come in, mm-hmm. the first place they will go is down south if Correct. they want the beaches. If they want tea, they'll go to the central region, which is your candy. They don't mm-hmm. even reach Ella, some of them. But uh, they only reach uh, candy. And then you have, if they want some culture and history, they will go to Sigiriya. Mm-hmm. And uh, they'll go to some store for stone monuments. They'll go to Polonarua maybe. Mm-hmm. That's it. And if they want surfing again, they'll go on the east coast, which is your Arugam Bay and your Trincomalee and stuff. So I did that. But obviously, I didn't want to just stick to the touristy route. Because of course, your keywords are off the beaten track, right? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yes. What, are, what are those tracks? Now? Yeah, so so after I did the touristy bit, um, I gave up the rickshaw in Candy. Uh, because then... After 800 kilometers, you yes, gave up the rickshaw? Yes, after 800 okay. kilometers, I gave up the rickshaw in Candy. So after doing the entire southwest coast and then coming up towards... Right Central. now, we are just talking about the travel. We, after this, we'll come to the memories, okay? Okay. Okay, okay. yeah, continue. So, yeah, then uh, after doing the southwest coast and coming back inside the central region, the tea region, I gave up the rickshaw in Candy. And then I moved up north, which is your cultural triangle, your Sigiriya, Polonaroa, and your Mineria and Kaudula National Park, which Sri Lanka is very famous for elephants. So you have to make sure you visit at least one elephant uh, reserve in Sri Lanka otherwise the trip is incomplete then I went to Anuradhapura which is the ancient kingdom of Sri Lanka she's yes. saying Anuradhapura and not Anuradha Podwal please <laughs> yeah Anuradhapura did you happen to be to Jaffna yes I did go to Jaffna eventually uh, that was my last stop um, Jaffna was always I think I'll the whole reason to visit Sri Lanka, the moment I made the Sri Lanka plan, much before the southwest coast and anything, I knew I had to go to Jaffna. Because I knew I wouldn't find people there. I knew it's very offbeat. Uh, I knew the troubled history it's been through. And now that tourism was open, I had to go there. Also because, so I'm a lot into films and stuff. Uh, so I remember seeing this film with John Abraham. It's called Madras Cafe. And um, that film was based on Jaffna and the whole yeah. LTT Jaffna was the hub of uh, LTT. LTT. Yes. And uh, that is where the whole Prabhakaran thing started. Also for uh, uh, all the viewers and listeners, Jaffna is basically the northern tip of Sri Lanka Lanka. and probably the closest place uh, to India. Yeah. If you go to Rameshwaram from Ram Setu, then Ramayana's story is that Lanka went to Ram. There's a bridge on the top, so that's Jaffna. Sri Lanka mein jata hai, that so, is Jaffna. I like to add here, Jaffna is the northernmost tip of Sri Lanka, but closer is Mannar. Mannar? Mannar. Okay. Mannar. Okay. So, how we have a Dhanushkodi in India, yeah. we have the Mannar in Sri Lanka. And the Ram Setu bridge is basically connecting you from Dhanushkodi to Mannar. Do you know how many, how many kilometers or how many... What's the distance between Manar 30 and... 30 kilometers. 30 kilometers? 30 kilometers. So when because stand, I remember when I was standing at uh, Dhanushkuri, I could see Sri Lanka from absolutely. there. Absolutely. Likewise. So if I was standing at Manar, I could literally see Dhanushkuri. Wow. It was so uh, close by. So it, it, there are it's the waters, basically the Gulf of Manar and the Polk Strait. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
technically it's just 30 kilometers from there as a matter of fact uh, there was this cyclone that happened in 1964 mm-hmm. which was uh, which actually darushkodi is basically a dead t- i mean it's it's a ghost town right now it got completely uh, affected by that cyclone darushkodi and rameshwaram and on this side that cyclone also affected mannar so even if you go to mannar it's a ghost town it's a fishing village at one point during its prime it was known for pearl fishing uh okay. pearl fishing but now it's a ghost town you have fishermen and stuff but uh, nothing beyond it there is a ferry service that was very very prominent between sri lanka dhanushkodi and mannar prior to 1964 a lot of hindu pilgrims and uh, traders moved from sri lanka to dhanushkodi via that ferry service which was stopped because of the cyclone and there's an incomplete railway line there's literally a railway line there and it has stopped like it's just in shambles right now that railway line uh, there were plans to make that indo sri lankan railway track as well but everything got uh, a, you know stopped midway after that cyclone and after that i think it was just political you know once once it stopped then um, no one really wanted to revive it because also ltta had made mannar its hub for so there was jaffna and then there was mannar as well for uh, for a major part ltt uh, there was a lot of ltt activity happening in mannar as well so um, it was very political i would say so that's why but it was awesome how was um, jaffna jaffna is lovely i felt more connected in my entire travels in northern province of sri lanka a because uh, while the southern is more um, sri lankan buddhist and sinhalese and stuff the northern province particularly mannar and jaffna is a lot of hindu tamils okay so uh, the language so while people speak sinhalese down south mostly in the in the north uh, they speak um, tamil and the food is amazing uh, you get a lot of uh, food which is more influenced and you know skewed towards again uh, tamil cuisine uh, you have the jaffna crab curry which is famous everywhere across the world uh, the jaffna mango so the food is familiar the people are familiar again you know in spite of our, um, having such a bloody history i would say a gruesome history and torture and, i mean you know whatever they went through with ltt they are warm they are humble they are receptive to new people uh, it's like they were just cut off from the world and now they've opened up to tourism and they are seeing guests and they are like just very happy to see so now if somebody wants to go in. to that place it's absolutely it's safe it's absolutely safe actually uh once the war was over everything came back i wouldn't say came back to normal it took some time but mm-hmm. they are almost getting there like even today if you go to jaffna you can see walls with you know all these marks of bullets and stuff but it'll take time and i'm sure they you know it's it's only getting better there are a lot of foreigners and a lot of tourists are heading towards jaffna now more often i still remember this really nice incident that happened i was at this place yeah, i can't recollect mm-hmm. this name but i in I, sri lanka in sri lanka in jaffna actually okay. so um i was uh, riding the bike so i already had the driving permit so might mm-hmm. as well i took a bike on renting jaffna mm-hmm. from my landlord he gave it to me and uh, i was exploring the town by myself and uh, i was in this island i was hopping islands and i went to a petrol pump and uh, the guy over there he recognized i was an indian and stuff from my accent so he asked me oh you're indian and he spoke to me in hindi because he was working in kuwait and in once you're abroad you know there's a lot of mixture i mean indians and sri lankans and everyone's working there and stuff 
Now this person, he spoke to me in broken Hindi. Although he was from Jaffna, he spoke to me in broken Hindi, and he asked me, "Oh, you're Indian, kaisa hai and stuff. Sabri mala kaisa hai? Humko jana hai udhar pe." So he was a Hindu Tamil, right? So he mm-hmm. he uh, for him it was his dream. to go to sabri mala so he was checking with me what are the flight tickets like oh, some day i want to go there so literally he started talking about his dream of coming to sabri mala so it was a very touching moment for me i thought it was very heartwarming for someone who's just come to put petrol but you know you're just so open to make conversation and speak about something like this so yeah that's that's jaffna for me i mean you know in the entire sri lankan trip uh, rickshaw was one thing but jaffna was a different experience altogether just going out there with no people no tourists at all back when i went i was like uh you know among the few tourists who were hanging around by themselves or you know on on the kinetic just roaming around and stuff so that 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 was very inspiring else. very interesting story yeah. now that you have shared with us the story me three places other than jaffna you have made it very obvious about <laughs> jaffna if someone is traveling for the first time hmm. or second or maybe you know the three places you would highly recommend so i'm supposed to leave jaffna out huh no jaffna is already there right okay, so oh, jaffna... guys jaffna is already uh, you know please write it down it's already there okay yeah, so jaffna three is, more. is high up there for and me. why jaffna for the people for sure apart from that i really liked uh, ella i think I, i wish i had stayed in ella for longer i only spent a day over there but ella was nice because of the weather nice chill weather in a tea country the vibe is um, uh, very hippy you know mm-hmm. the, you have these nightclubs and uh, you have good food over there and stuff and uh, everyone's just having a good time you know it's not very noisy but yet it's not very quiet so ella was lovely and also because uh, i had the rickshaw in ella with me and because i was it's a hill country uh riding a rickshaw in the hills is a different ball game altogether like you know agar aapki rickshaw normal roads pe 40 50 chal rahi hai hill country mein 20 pe chal rahi hai aur aap maar rahe ho accelerator bhi chadegi chadegi and lots of patience and stuff so that was challenging i think that is why also i loved ella a lot you know because riding the rickshaw in the mountains was a different ball game mm. altogether so that was one um apart from that i i enjoyed my time in uh, veligama veligama and mirisa which are very close to each other e because this is down south this right? is down south yeah. okay uh, veligama and mirisa are right down south mm-hmm. so basically i like my time there because i also learned surfing in veligama when i say surfing it was a crash course to ask a coast tha which you, you have done your masters in crash courses right <laughs> yes <Yeah>, sort of <laughs> so yeah i i did this uh, two hour crash course in veligama uh, for surfing and stuff i hit my cheek uh, i went unconscious and uh, yeah i had the scar for the entire sri lankan trip i was roaming around with this big black scar on my face which is fine i feel um, you know some some sort of memory to take home apart from the rickshaw you uh injuries are good it means you've had a memorable holiday of course so, bad decisions always make <laughs> yeah, good stories yeah bad decisions make good <laughs> stories so veligama for that and mirisa which is just like uh, hardly a couple of kilometers from veligama mirisa because i went whale watching i have never seen whales my entire life uh so i went whale watching did you see watching. any in 
uh, in Sri Lanka? Yeah, of course. I saw a lot of whales. Uh, I think I saw three whales, to be precise. We, okay. we went almost in the Indian Ocean. We had a nice guide, so he took us. Do they allow you to swim with the whales? No. <laughs> I, I think it shouldn't be also unless you're trained and stuff. But um, we had this nice ferry of sorts it was but at least it's better than dolphins yeah true you know dolphin is so common and you know <laughs> dolphin sighting let's go at least yeah. whales is something I think some people uh, are making this really uh, abusing this whole thing you know I mean mm. the whole dolphins they're selling it like mm. uh, just another thing whereas if you actually see dolphins in their natural environment it's a very special experience which I saw in Mirisa as well I saw the schools of dolphins just you know um, in this nice uh, synchronized way they were going up down up down it was amazing yeah and very exotic because like you're not in some sea you're like in a proper ocean you're in the middle we were almost on the border with Maldives so like we had to be careful we don't go you know on the other side so yeah that, I think that was a really amazing experience for me Veligama and Mirisa for me uh, Veligama, Mirisa Ella. Ella Ella yeah Ella one more Oh, another one. Very some or Mirisa ikhi ho gaya na, matlab. Okay. So the other one is Anuradhapura. Anuradhapura is again a little up north. You know, it's like uh, people go to Sigiriya and then mm-hmm. they come back. You know, I mean, it's basically central. Yeah, like central. Right? But mm-hmm. then if you go a little further north, there is something called Anuradhapura. It's an ancient kingdom. Okay, it was Sri Lanka's capital back then. And it's also UNESCO World Heritage Monument. But I don't see a lot of people go there. Uh, strangely at least when I went I didn't see a lot of tourists over there I think in a way that worked for me because I, I don't like places where there are a lot of tourism and stuff and I was traveling solo over there also what I liked about Anuradhapura is uh, it was also a very religious place so if you were in Sri Lanka and if you want to see ancient history you would either go to Anuradhapura or there's another place called Polonarua both are same in terms of architectural offerings. They've both been ancient kingdoms and stuff. Now, I chose Anuradhapura over Polonarua because I also like people watching. Uh, I think stone monuments get boring for me after a point. Mm. So, I, I skipped Polonarua for that reason. And uh, I thought I'm going to go to Anuradhapura. And um, it was nice. You had these, uh, you know, Sinhalese uh, locals who were, you know, praying and... They wear these nice, uh, you know, white is their thing. They wear these white costumes uh, when they enter the temples. And it was just very peaceful. And that's what I liked about Anuradhapura, I think. It makes sense. After a tiresome trip, if you want to have a little peace of mind and then you yes. reach out to some a place like this, makes yes. sense. absolutely yes. okay. And also the tree, uh, the Bodhi tree for uh, yeah. Buddha, it's over there in Anuradhapura. So uh, it's also got religious significance. That's, that explains why the... Did you, uh, did you have an enlightenment there? <laughs> sitting beneath the tree? No, I think uh, not really in some this one. Some sort of enlightenment. Is bar rickshaw, agle bar truck. But I think every solo trip is also in a way time for you to reflect, time for you to be by yourself and just think. So I think in general, it was just a very uh, fun, reflective trip. You know, I put myself through, uh, I put myself in an uncomfortable situation and stuff. And then that's when you come to know how good you are and what you are capable of. So yeah, that's what happened. I think I could summarize Sri Lanka in that. You know, whatever you're saying, I can relate to it because recently I was in Finland Mm. and the Finnish mentality says you need to spend time with yourself. So they Mm. love fishing for 
the whole day mm-hmm. you know and th- these people have a lot of patience mm. they love spending time with themselves in the woods hiking mm. trekking mm. with the family sauna baths and uh, they say that you know it's it's pretty running you mm. know if if they feel angry probably someone would go and have Some you know, couple of drinks, couple or of drinks yeah. and stuff. They would probably go walking in the woods wow. or in the jungle. You wow. know, they they say that the blood pressure becomes normal, and mm-hmm. that is something which is very uh, Finnish. You will say they they have mm-hmm. something called a sesu. Sesu okay. means they have guts. Oh, okay. So that 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 it's a it's a very mind Finnish mindset. So I realize it's not just Finnish mindset. It's something which everyone should. try of course hamare yahan pe itna population or pollution hai ki hum soch nahi sakte hain but nevertheless you know it's very important mm-hmm. we got to reach out to ourselves and in order to understand yeah yeah us we need to spend time true true and i feel ourselves. solo travel gives you that opportunity i don't really see it as solo travel because typically what happens when i go out i'm leaving my house or i'm leaving the city alone but i do end up meeting people uh, along the journey so it's you know it's it's like uh, leaving i don't know i i really connect with this film tamasha uh, it's like a ranbir kapoor you know you're leaving that life behind of yours and you're going out and you know enjoying and getting to know someone probably being mm-hmm. someone else maybe for that couple of days then you come back and you're back to your monotony i also connect sort of with ranbir ranbir but yeah. from hey jawani hey diwani <laughs> Okay. Yeah, that's that my nice life. Film. That was a nice film too, man. Yeah, yeah. That's so my life. Yeah. All right. So let's come down to the main thing now. Now, people who are listening, if they want to travel, paisa kitna lagta hai auto ka? Batao. Okay. So here's the thing. Uh, to be honest, some things you do for the experience. Okay. As much as I might be a budget traveler, you also have to. You know, I mean, I don't mind spending that buck if it's also about gaining an experience which could last you a lifetime. Like the the, the rickshaw trip is like the thing. If anyone asks me what was the craziest thing you did, I would say rickshaw. So yeah, it was an expensive affair. Uh, the whole thing, to be honest, it was like three thousand bucks a day INR, three thousand Indian rupees a day for the rickshaw. This is with the fuel. Uh. No, the fuel was mine, but the fuel is not much of an expense because Sri Lankan rupee converts to nothing. I mean, you know, our um, one rupee is their two rupee. I think yeah, that that's okay. how the math works. So mm. we are higher in terms of you know in terms of the whole currency bit. So the fuel wasn't much of an expense. It's cheaper also the fuel over there. And you Largest, had the rickshaw for how many days? I had the rickshaw for eight days. Eight days, eight yeah. into three. Oh, that's an expensive. That's affair. an expensive yeah. affair. Plus a deposit you have to pay. Uh, so I paid almost. Uh, I I can't do the dollar math, but I think Indian rupees I paid about fifteen thousand deposit deposit, which, which is, is refundable. refundable. Absolutely. Okay. So while I gave up the rickshaw on the eighth day. And I'm traveling in Jaffna. The refund already came back. देखो अच्छा तो ये होता कि तो आप ऑटो लेके जाफना से सीधा इंडिया चले जाते पंद्रह हजार गए छोड़ो पंद्रह हजार में ऑटो मिल गया I am so cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, कभी हुआ ऐसा कि टायर फट गया पेट्रोल खत्म हो गया किसी को लिफ्ट दे दी या फिर कुछ कुछ हुआ है आई एम श्योर आठ सौ किलोमीटर में कुछ ना कुछ uh it's it's a sustainable business model and they need to uh, thrive and make money out of it so they can't have irent or angry customers so i didn't really have a problem like you know kharab rickshaw hai ya ye nahi chal raha hai wo nahi chal raha hai yeah sometimes the engine used to just stop that's because the weather there is such that you know i mean engine thandi pad jati thi so every time on the signal the rickshaw used to stop then uh, signal 
Yeah, you have traffic signals, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't understand. But what's with the weather? I mean, it's so not if, very cold there. Is in it? hill country, it is. Okay. Uh, so it's like um, if it's sunny in the south, if you go in the hill country, okay. it's pretty cold okay. over there. Okay. So yeah, so that was the only thing I had and rest was running out of petrol. The, I mean, there was always this fear mm-hmm. and because it's an unknown country, you don't know where the next petrol pump is. So every time I found a petrol pump, I used to just pull over and I used to fill the tank, you know, because mm-hmm. I didn't want to fall into the risk of uh, running out of petrol. Mm-hmm. In Ella though, I did actually buy petrol illegally because I ran out of petrol eventually. And hill country mein because you're like on 20 kilometers. Exactly. How did you manage? So you have shops and all in Ella where you can buy petrol illegally, like in beer bottles. मुझे लगा यार हम हम जब लड़के जब चलाते ना कोई धक्का मारने नहीं आता मुझे लगा कि लड़कियां चला रहे हैं आप थी आपकी बहन थी तो कोई आ गया होगा सो आई थिंक दे वेरी फ्रेंडली आ जाते आई एम श्योर बट जरूरत नहीं पड़ी वी जस्ट पार्क इट एट द साइड एंड यू कुड जस्ट गो एंड बाय इट पास मी थी फॉर्चूनेटली सो वी बॉट द पेट्रोल एंड वी एडेड इट दैट्स इट या व्हाट वुड यू से टू ऑल द लिसनर्स व्हाई इज इट इंपॉर्टेंट टू गो आउट ऑफ योर कंफर्ट जोन एंड why they should do such kind of not just rickshaw but hmm. such kind of crazy it's very why, why is it important to have such crazy travel experiences oh, like i said earlier you know i mean only when you go out of your comfort zone is when you'll realize what's your true potential now this really doesn't apply to travel you can use this in every aspect um you know i mean if complacency won't really make you Uh, a good learner you won't really gain a lot of experiences it's just going to be very comfortable okay but i i really feel adventure begins outside your comfort zone so if you need to learn if you need to grow a you need to go out of your comfort zone b only when you go out and in the travel perspective only when you go out and meet people interact with people you learn and expose yourself to cultures rather than just uh, sitting in front of your office desk which i do uh but then that's also the reason why i escape because you know it it can it it really doesn't uh, feed that hunger i have to learn more and see more and stuff so yeah that's that's the thing and you also realize when you go out and see a lot of cultures you realize what a small space you occupy in this world the world is so big so huge uh that you know you you're just like a speck of dust so it gives you that reality check it gives me that reality check for sure and uh, i think that's how uh, i'm more uh, it keeps me grounded uh, also when i go to these small towns these small cities i see uh, people are so warm i mean you know here we are in our ac uh, office you know talking about uh, materialism but then there are people out there who have bare minimum but they are so kind they are warm they are welcoming and they have done that to me in the past when i go into these really remote places while traveling and stuff So yeah it gives it keeps you grounded it gives you that reality check i think that's what i like in my honest opinion i feel the farther i have gone from a city the warmer the people have got people became more nicer the more far i went from a city in city we are very um, it's a lot more competitive there's a, this whole rat race that's happening and stuff so yeah that's that's for me and that's the reason i travel and that's the reason i um, think everyone should sort of gives you a reality check sort of keeps you grounded you go out you explore put yourself out of the comfort zone yeah 
Well, my next question was going to be, what have you learned out of your travel? But <laughs> I think more or less answer, you yeah. already answered yeah. me. And uh, like I feel that, uh, you know, when you travel, the place has very little to do and the people have very a lot. Absolutely. You know, yeah. so if I, I like Amritsar, it has to be very little because it's a holy shrine. Mm. It's a holy religious place or the food is good. But because the people were very warm and yeah. very welcoming yeah. and I somehow felt connected with them mm. and I felt loved by them. Yeah. So maybe I would want to go back again. So people are very Absolutely. important part yeah. of every travel. So, this nicely circles down to why I had liked Amritsar because I met this person with whom I spent my 30th birthday, this random stranger or Mannar for that matter. Mannar was this ghost town, there was no one there and I was like this only girl, people for me. I still remember when I entered Mannar, there was this couple who was living there and they asked me, what are you doing here? Uh, you know, I mean, tourists don't come here and stuff. And when I was staying, What was the couple doing then there? So, they're locals basically. Ah, okay. <laughs> They are locals and then they were like, why are you here? No one's here and stuff. And then when I stayed at my guest house, um, it was like a ghost town. So I really liked the gesture that because I was a girl and I was the only person in that area, the owner of that guest house, he lived somewhere else. But he made sure that he stayed, he spent the night in that area, you know, I mean in that same um uh, guest house he spent the time he spent the time in the hall so that you know if I needed anything he was around and stuff so it's these little things that make a big difference in Ella when I was at the hostel the girl at the hostel uh, she was a big Lata Mangeshkar fan so yeah yeah she was a Sri Lankan and she was a big Lata Mangeshkar fan and she sang so what big deal I'm a Rantunga fan <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think people make places that's 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 how I would put it you know? absolutely that's how, um, it was. Lady, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> it was great knowing you. It was great knowing your story. And I hope uh, people who are listening to you have found their whys and their reasons to travel to mm-hmm. this beautiful country. Or they can travel to any other country, but yeah. to have a mindset of a traveler. Yeah. Well, all the listeners, if you enjoyed our podcast, please reach out to us. Thank you for tuning in. And we would like uh, you Uh, to rate us on Apple Podcasts if you have liked this uh, episode and you can also subscribe us on uh, podcast uh, app different apps like Apple, Google Podcasts CastBox, Spotify, GeoSavan etc. so that uh, you get notified when we come next correct? Stay subscribed I shall catch up with you next time keep listening to Around the World with Rohan Patolik